3: All right, Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Hey, um, if you watched and watched and watched over and over and over again the movie White Christmas, could you be accused of Bing watching? Ha <laughs> ha! Binge watching? Binge? Uh, never mind. Kind of a stupid joke, but uh, you guys have trained me into that. Welcome. It's Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. A couple of topics here, um, and I- I'm interested in the whys. Why do we have a labor shortage? And why are people driving worse than they have ever driven before? Saw it today. Have a loner Jeep Wagoneer. Gives me a great view. I'm like the uh, I feel like a proctologist looking <laughs> looking out at some of these drivers. Let's get back to Sherry in uh, Lancaster on uh, WBEN. Sherry, uh, we're talking about uh, the driving situation.
0: Oh, yes, we were just talking about how I felt that there were no consequences and um the younger generation, they just don't really care anymore and the speed doesn't bother them and So we were then going into about the speed traps, and and we were getting into the work as far as why people are not working.
3: But I I just wanted to ask you a a quick follow-up because, frankly, my observation of the bad drivers, I wish I could say – It's those young people with their hip hop and their rap and their blasting music and they're not paying attention. Some of the worst drivers I've seen are people in the prime of their lives, 30 to 50 people who look like they've got 1.5 kid and two German Shepherds or Labradoodles.
0: Actually, I'm seeing just the opposite. I'm seeing more of the younger generation. Um, I, When I'm on the road, I see that it's the, I would say, 20 to 25-year-olds, if maybe not even a little bit younger. And I'd have to agree with the last caller that I think with the pandemic and the COVID and everything that was going on, people really weren't on the road. So people got comfortable doing whatever they wanted to do.
3: Yeah, I definitely, definitely have noticed that, but it's interesting. You're seeing the younger people doing it, and I'm seeing people who are, again, in the prime of their lives who probably have kids of their own doing the stupidest things. And you have some thoughts about the labor shortage, and we've talked about it before, but the real question I want to get to is why? Do, do you think it is anything to do with this notion that you and I were probably brought up with? You are going to college. To be a success, you have to go to college. And meanwhile, some of the most successful people I know, they're electricians, they're plumbers, they're contractors, um, they're carpenters. They're good at what they do.
0: I think that, well, we're close at age as well. Um, our parents' generation, they they had very good work ethics, and I think that carried on to our generation. With our generation, we tried to always give our kids more than what we had. It was something our parents always tried to do for us. So instead of us working two jobs, growing up, you know, as we first started our careers, they wanted us to maybe only have one and not have to work like they did. So it carries on to the next generation. Obviously, with our children, and I, all three of my kids have really good work ethics. I can't complain. They, they do very well. But I do see with a lot of other parents, it's the easy... You know, I'll give you some extra money or here's something. And these kids don't really have to work and they don't want to get their hands dirty. Uh, I see that in in the staffing industry right now. Um, even if they go to a BOCES or a, a grade school, mm-hmm. they are expecting to walk out of there making 20 to $25 an hour. Minimum wage right now is at 13 20 And people have this in the back of their mind that minimum wage is $15. And it's not. Uh, a few years back, when they started the minimum wage increase, they had that little program where every every year it was going to go up seventy cents per year up until fifteen dollars an hour. And yet, with the uh, sta- uh, the restaurant industry, they're already at fifteen dollars an hour. So everyone in the back of their mind thinks, "Oh, fifteen dollars an hour." And the I, I also think that um, in getting a job, there are a lot of companies will require um, certain background checks, maybe drug testing. And people just don't want to bother with that anymore. They're just trying to take the quickest, quickest way to get a job. If they do decide to, and, um, If they don't like it, they'll go somewhere else because there's so many open positions right
3: now. You know, I don't know in a lot of jobs if drug testing is still a thing anymore. Uh, Before I got hired uh, back in 1991 uh, at this group of radio stations, uh, I had to take the whiz quiz, which, of course, I passed with flying colors. Um, I don't know if we drug test people now who are new hires. Josh, did you have to take a drug test before we hired you? Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh.
0: <laughs> but it's actually what I'm seeing in the manufacturing realm. A lot of the employers are looking for drug testing and background checks, whereas if you're in more of an administrative position, it's not so much required. So someone like you or somebody working for your company may not get background checked or drug tested. It's expected to be a little bit more of a higher-skilled position, whereas in the manufacturing world, I think that there's more um, – more rescript- requirements, believe it or not, even for people that are packaging um, something into a box. They're oh. requiring that type of...
3: Well, well, yeah, because if if you're doing blow in the parking lot and you go into work and you hurt your hand, the onus is on the employer, as I understand it. Exactly. For allowing you to work in, in a mind-altered uh, state. Um, exactly. Very interesting. Just out of curiosity, Sherry, what's your background? You're so well-versed in so many things.
0: Um, I actually have another job too. Um, I marketing, advertising um, is what I went to school for, but ended up with, just lived a lot of life. <laughs> a, little, a lot, um, and I also do some other things too. So
3: wow, well, it sounds like you've got uh, I don't know if you whether you got the world by the tail or a tiger by the tail, but you're certainly a go-getter. Um, thank you, thank you very much. I am uh, delighted you called. Appreciate your input. Um, Thank you. Have a good day. Oh, absolutely. Callers like you allow me to have a great day. Are you kidding me? So the uh, the AAA literally put out a statement a few days ago, okay? Just, I just want to read this really quickly. I don't want to keep you guys on hold longer than you have to be. But the AAA has found growing trends, unsafe driving behaviors, including speeding, red light running, which I hate, drowsy driving, driving impaired on cannabis or alcohol, have increased since 2020. That is significant. Now, the speeding doesn't bother me as much as the red light running. There is no date, no appointment, no football game that is worth your taking a chance of killing somebody by running a red light to get to. And over the years, we've reported on, and I've had to cover up close and personal, the gory results of people running red lights. It isn't worth running red lights. And I I don't mean to get all luxury on you, but there's a lot of people listening to this show who have lost friends and loved ones because some jackass ran a red light. And frankly, if I hadn't been driving the car I was driving when I got T-boned, I might have been very seriously injured or worse uh, by the lady who ran the red light for reasons I have no idea what the hell she was thinking. Let's go back to the calls on uh, WBEN. We're trying to solve the world's problems today, trying to figure out why people are driving worse than before and why there's a continuing labor shortage. Andy in Buffalo, I appreciate your patience, sir. You're on WBEN.
4: Hi, Tom. I've been a, a driver ed instructor in the area for about 40 years. I think the big thing would be to enforce the vehicle and traffic laws. I don't think the police departments do enough of it. Uh, I live in Buffalo. Very rarely do the cops pull anybody over for a stop sign violation, a red light, or a red light violation, uh, unsafe lane change. Uh, I don't know but I can't speak for the suburban districts, but I think I think that's somewhat of a problem there. They're uh, they probably don't want to deal with some of these traffic violations. And if you don't have enforcement, then people are just going to
3: take more chances. Well, during during COVID, we talked about this before. During COVID, it was the wild west on the road because cops did not want to be face to face with people. License and registration, please because there's no such thing as a routine vehicle stop anyway. You have to approach every vehicle stop as if the person in the car actually wants to kill you. So that's a stressor to begin with, and then you had COVID into it, but uh, as far as the enforcement is concerned, um, Buffalo doesn't do a lot of V&T enforcement because uh, they don't really have enough personnel to do it with all the other stuff on which they are called out on. The suburban departments, certainly the state police, T-Troop, uh, the Throughway guys uh, and ladies, they, they do vehicle and traffic enforcement. Um, the, uh, a-, a Troop, of course, will do the same thing on their course of their patrols through the area. Erie County Sheriff's Department does vehicle and traffic. Um, as far as the suburbs, look, every police officer has to show something for his or her tour of duty. So a- at least once every couple of days, you need to show up with something proving that you did something.
4: Okay, Uh i'm just saying that living in the city of buffalo i don't see too much of it and um, i can't speak for the rest of the county or the, the state but that would i think i think people have to be aware there's consequences involved when this stuff goes on if there's no consequences they're going to keep repeating this type of behavior and somebody mentioned earlier on the 33 i mean that's a raceway on the 33 uh, going up that back and forth. And that. I don't see that much enforcement once in a while. I'll st- see a state trooper out there, but it, it isn't consistent. And I think that uh, I think if a, if the um, enforcement of the vehicle and traffic laws were uh, more consistent, we would have less problems.
3: That's all my point. No, and and I I certainly uh, respect your, your opinion. I mean, the first deterrence to any crime is your mere physical presence as a police officer. Getting back to the 33, the 33, my opinion the most dangerous road of its kind in western New York. You see people on the 33 driving as if they're on the Autobahn combined with the Indy 500. I don't get scared driving, and I've got a lightning-fast car, and I have seen people go by me at 140 miles an hour. I've been been, like, you've got to be kidding me.
4: Yeah. Tom, just another aside, I had... Your daughter and my our driver ed program a few years ago, so I remember the barley uh, connection oh. with driving instruction.
3: How how nice! Well, she's uh, actually quite uh, a good driver, and if uh, you know yeah. you ever get pulled over, she's a lawyer, so yeah. you never know. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. thank you very much, Andy. I I appreciate the call. Okay, a couple of people have mentioned vehicle and traffic enforcement. Um, and, again, everybody wants vehicle and traffic enforcement until it's you getting pulled over and then you wish the cops would come up with something better to do. Why don't you go out and get the bad guys? Um, vehicle and traffic enforcement. I'm not going to name the town, but I was, um, I'm was. i in this loaner vehicle. And you know how in your car you're used to, okay, if I press this hard on the accelerator, here's how fast I'm going to go. So I'm in, I'm in a loaner. I'm doing fifty. I'm not proud of this, okay, but I'm just telling you, it can happen so easily. I was doing fifty and a thirty-five, and then I saw the cop right ahead of me, and I thought, "Oh crap! I know I'm going to get dinged." And he didn't. He or she did not pull me over, and it was a loner car, um, and I, I, I had no excuse. I literally had no excuse. Because I, I, I just, I, this car is like riding on air, but that's not a defense. And I, I think I just, uh, I, I caught a lucky brick. Um, so it, it's easy to, even if you concentrate on driving, and I, I will always tell you guys, well, did you see this on the side of the road? Or did you see this on the side of the road? I'm the guy who says, uh, no, because when I drive, my eyes are straight ahead. Apparently they should have been more on the speedometer yesterday. <laughs> let's go to uh, let's go to Kyle in uh, Amherst on WBen. Kyle, uh, talking about people driving worse than before, and if so, why? And why do we have a labor shortage? What is the reason?
5: Well, uh, let's start with the labor shortage. Uh, it could be because there's not enough supply for the demand. Uh, there's so many businesses that copy each other. Uh, industries that copy each other, maybe. I mean, if you look at the unemployment rate, it's pretty darn low. Uh, so obviously people are working, and maybe there's the business that can't get the help is because there's too many, uh, you know, there's the, the supplies just isn't there. You know, the market's going to speak for itself eventually, where if you can't get employers, you may have to close.
3: You know, Kyle, the the people that I know, and we all speak from our little universes of experience, but the people I know with businesses, they've got the work. Uh, A lot of it is blue-collar work. Some of it is skilled. Some of it is uh, unskilled. Some of it is medium-skilled. But they can't even get people applying to do jobs that pay pretty good money and offer pretty good benefits. The, The supplies are there. It's not a supply chain issue. But I do think there's some validity too though in, in what you're saying. please go on.
5: Yeah I don't know I, yeah I, I, that's what I was thinking. Um, the supply just because I look at the unemployment rate but you know I don't know my gosh maybe people working more from home these jobs that you can do I, I really can't say I just I'm just confused because unemployment rate is pretty darn low.
3: Uh, I, well, there's a gig, there's there's this gig economy we keep hearing about, and we keep hearing about people making money on the internet uh, doing private videos for people. I mean, like I said yesterday, there's only so many foot fetish videos you can make, right?
5: Yeah, <laughs>
3: never got that myself, but whatever.
5: <laughs> All right, so then there's the driving. Yes, sir. Uh, the last caller or so lives in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is crazy, man. I, I work in Buffalo, and I tell you right now, I can't tell you how many people I see running stop lights and stop uh, signs. I mean, I'm, I'm swiveling my head left and right before I even go forward because I don't want to get hit. You know, uh, suburban driving, I do a lot around Amherst and the Tonawandas. You know, I, I do see on the side streets a lot of people not stopping at the stop sign you know, so, uh, you know what really pisses me off is people who do not know how to use a turn signal. Well, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yep, I, 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 that really pisses me off. I mean, couldn't you, you, you couldn't you put the signal on? That's what it's there for. I mean, we all took the same uh, driver's ed uh, classes, and or maybe we didn't take. No,
3: see, schools. maybe we didn't because you know, we started off the show talking about driver ed being a thing for some of us of a certain age, and they don't do it anymore. You got to go to a private right. driving school. <laughs>
5: Oh, you're right. I, I I actually I confess I didn't take driver's ed. I had my mom teach me how to drive, who was the by the book type of driver, <laughs> you know. And and I I was the same way with my kids. You know, driving with them for years, they knew about the pet peeves that I couldn't stand was the signals and and always and I would always tell them, listen, the main one of the main reasons why you want to make sure you stop for the stop sign and traffic lights before you pull out, look both ways because It's a safety issue. you got to be a defensive driver first. And that's why I don't like talking in the car when I'm driving because my mind's got to be focused on the road. Understood. Uh, Hey,
3: Kyle, if you want to add to this, I'd love to talk to you after the news break. If you're on hold, I'm always honest with you guys. I've got news, then we've got some commercials, so you're going to have to wait maybe seven or so minutes, but... If you can hold on, that would save me having to set up the topic again and repeat myself, which I know I do too much, and I really need to stop doing it. But sometimes I have to because we always have people tuning in. Uh, We're trying to solve the mystery of why people are driving worse than ever before and why we still have a labor shortage. And it's something that I hear about every single day.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: All right, gang. Welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Good to be with you on a Tuesday. Unfortunately, we're down to our C-string traffic reporter today and Tim Wenger, but we'll try to walk Tim uh, through the job and uh, make sure that uh, you get some, well, at least uh, mediocre uh, traffic information to get you home uh, safely. <laughs> I promise Wenger every single day. Tim, it'll be mediocre. I guarantee mediocrity. But uh, what we're talking about uh, this part of the show is Things, or are, things that we've talked about previously, but from a different approach. Because usually I'll say something like, tell me your stories about. Today, I'm going with the assumption that we all agree driving is worse than it has ever been before. Not just the speeding does not bother me as much as the red light running, the stop sign running, The changing lanes right in front of you without signaling um, and darting across traffic, failure to yield. These things result in horrible uh, accidents, especially in the summertime with motorcycles and especially around the holidays. People lose their minds driving, absolutely flip their stuff. And the other thing is... Every single business owner I know. White collar, blue collar, and last night, the Nerds Gone Wild Christmas Party. Uh, it was a lot of fun at My Tomato Pie, hanging out with the nerd family. Eddie Tabone, and John, and Ed, and Brian, and I could go on, Eric. Um, but um, we um, uh, we we had the party, and oh, last night, see... We have a very diverse group of friends within the Nerd Nation family. And last night, we sat with the blue-collar guys. Uh, We sat with one guy who is like a supervisor in construction. We sat with another guy who's an electrical contractor. Oh, and we also uh, sat with somebody who is uh, very high up in a local uh, grocery chain. Didn't have a chance to talk too much uh, with him about groceries, but we did talk about dogs. <laughs> but anyway, nobody can find anybody to work. And what I'm trying to ask you guys is, why is there a labor shortage? Why can't people find anybody to work? Now, Kyle said maybe it had something to do with the supplies. But my response to that is, the people with whom I've spoken, they've got The supplies, they just don't have the bodies to turn those supplies into jobs. Let's go to uh, Walter in Lewiston at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Walter, welcome to the show. You are on. Thank
6: you for taking my call. Uh, I'm just going to address the driving situation. Uh, I have a 30-year-old son. Well, first, let me put this in perspective. We are older drivers that are talking on the phone. We went through driver's education, and we drive, and we have consequences for our actions. Younger drivers under 30 are different. They learned, I, I don't know how to put this, but when my son was young, he had Mario Karts. It was an electronic game that you, you drove and, and drove around a racetrack. He learned all his rules on the road from the age of, say, 7 to 16 on a game. Hmm. now when he applied for his application for a driver's license he went to driving school and he got his driver's license but where he learned all the rules of the road was on the game he's applying those rules from the game on the road
3: well walter if you will uh, if you will allow me to ask you the question i'm going to bet that you are a good driver yourself and i will tell you that a lot Most of my driving habits, I learned from my parents. And as I was growing up, my parents, like I'd be in the back seat, and I'm sure this maybe happened to other people who are listening, they would say, hey, this guy is coming too fast, that's why I'm not going to make the left-hand turn, or... Uh, this person looks drunk. I'm going to give him some room. So, just a little bit of communication. You learn a lot by watching your parents drive, especially if they talk you through it. And l- allow me just to say one more thing, and that is um, the Asian drivers around UB. I mean, a- Asians driving is like, it-, it is an ethnic joke, okay? Um, because the stereotype is those of us of Asian descent or partial Asian descent, we can't drive. Well, the answer actually is most of the people who are here now from China, from Taiwan, they did not grow up in families that had private transportation. They took mass transit. So for these young people at UB or these young people at other colleges who happen to be from the Far East – they didn't have the experience that we had as passengers in a private family car. So if there is a deficiency, and I'm not saying there is, I'm saying if there is, it may very well be because a lot of people who came here from those places didn't have role models. So they're learning this all by themselves.
6: I agree. And and that's part of the factors. There's many factors involved in this. That's just one of them. Yeah, like I said, the major one I was concerned with is that our, uh, you and I grew up and we had our parents teaching us how to drive. We knew right from wrong. Today's, they're applying, young people, my son is applying what they learned electronically is right or wrong. They switch lanes, go, t- don't turn the signal lights on and so forth, because they played that game for years. That's what they learned. And that's what they take on the street with them. So we have our young people, like that. We have the immigrants coming in. We have people that don't even speak English are driving. How do they get their driving list? I'll never know. But they're out there. We have to deal with it. How we deal with it I don't know. Uh
3: so therefore Go ahead, so go ahead.
6: ahead. Uh, therefore, I- I'm thinking that there is a problem out there, yes. I don't know how to s- solve it, but I do think the game, the electronic game uh in the United States taught our young people how to drive and are taking that to the road
3: you know and that's what we find I I've said this before but I think in this country it is too hard to get a firearm and it is too easy to get a driver's license automobile crashes kill more people in this country than than homicide by firearms I agree with
6: that but that's the way our country is going you don't even have to have a, a ID to vote anymore yeah yeah, that, that's ridiculous.
3: Well, and if you're running short, just uh, come up with enough mail order uh, ballots to win. But I can't talk like that, or I'll be accused of having a tinfoil hat. Um, but you know, it's uh, it, it's interesting that that you you know bring up the whole electronic thing because one of the things, and again, let me get back to experience. You're talking about electronic experience, but what we learned in driver education is if we thought that. Mr. Walter was tough with his classroom instruction and showing us gory pictures of automobile accidents. And it, actually, Mr. Pajacki, Ted, he was not tough. He was just very, very good. He was imperturbable. Now, By the time I was in driver ed, I was already a pretty good driver, so he, he really didn't have to worry too much uh, with me behind the wheel because mom had taken me out uh, quite a bit. But... In, in Germany, for example, you have to demonstrate considerable proficiency, not just with driving, but with uh, things like changing a tire, Josh, things like changing a tire and other basic roadside maintenance before you're able to get a license.
6: I agree, and that's one thing I didn't mention, but when I took my first driver's ed class, the first thing that the, the instructor told us, we we're going to have to change a tire. All the students in the class, girls and boys, had to go out and change a tire by themselves while he watched on a, on a car, the, the driver's of that car. And they don't do that anymore. We just call AAA. That's it.
3: <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> I, I don't think I can change the tire. You can, the
6: difference. you can see the difference over time. And this is uh, my age speaking for itself. You can see the difference. People don't do that anymore. You want to get, you need a new tire change, like you said. Call AAA.
3: Yeah, but you know, Walter, if you've got a thirty-year-old son, you got some pretty strong swimmers. If you're talking about yourself being old like that, that's correct. <laughs> good for you, good for you, Mister Tony Randall, um, Walter. I'm glad you called, Ben. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good um, very interesting story there from uh, from Walter. So we've we've done these topics before but I don't think we've ever done them and tried to analyze why why is the driving so horrible? Why are people running red lights like never before? Not stopping in I'm not talking about your neighborhood two o'clock in the morning. There's not a living soul around. I'm talking about in traffic, just ignoring four-way stop signs. Everybody's done the roll through in their neighborhood at 2 a.m. You have you've, you've done it. I've done it. Um 803-0930-star nine thirty-one-eight hundred-six 616 WBEN. And the other thing is, why do we have a labor shortage. Why? And it doesn't matter the business. Everybody is looking for live bodies. If they could, they'd start digging people up from cemeteries and revivifying them. Let's go to Tony in Angola on WBEN. Tony, what's what's you want to talk about the driving. Why has it gotten so bad?
1: I, I, I do. You know, my, my son lives out in Vegas, and then he was in California, and he was saying it's gotten crazy. He's military, 30-something years old. And, I, and I've been watching this for probably 10 years now, right, watching how it's been going, through, you know, constantly worse. I think it's, it's a mindset of the me generation. It's the entitlement mindset that says, I, I can just go straight ahead. It doesn't matter. There's no – that's just what I think. I think it's a, a reflection of our society as a whole. The man that just got done talking talked about young guys 10, 10 years has passed. I'm talking people that are 50 years old do the same thing. They did not play those games. They did not, you know, play the Mario games. This is a whole generational thing, I think. I know it sounds a little crazy, but I I see people with this apathetic entitlement mindset. I know where I'm going, but I don't really care if you know where I'm going. I'm not going to use a blinker.
3: You, you know, here's I, it sounds like you're seeing the same thing I'm seeing because I look, the temptation is to say, and maybe it's true with some people's experiences, I don't know, that it's the younger people, these 18 year olds, these 19 year olds. I'm not seeing that. What I'm seeing is people who are between like 30 and 50 in the prime of life who should know better doing dumbass stuff.
1: I totally agree. It's not. In fact, I got an 18 year old. and I got a 40 year old. I got them sperms too. Listen, <laughs> the 18 the, the 18 year old is a great driver, and, and and they're very cautious. It's like, okay, my 40 year old's just he's cautious. I train him. If you don't, I'm gonna hit you in the head. But there's a there's a mindset out there. I'm telling you, I see it everywhere I go. People, it's it's mind boggling. It's like I'm in front of you. I don't care. There's a an apathetic entitlement mindset. Uh, and it's just, it's just pouring over to driving uh, habits.
3: Well, uh, there, there's something else, too. Uh, that is all, We haven't actually talked about this yet, but the distractions. Every single time. Oh. The first car yeah. at the red light when it turns green, you've got to beep behind it because they're looking at their messages.
7: Yeah, Yes. And then the
1: other one that drives me nuts, been doing it for years. The person that's driving and they have a dog or two right on their face
3: oh. sitting
1: in their lap. Right in their face, and they're like trying to move the dog's face so that they can look at. Them like, are you kidding me? They're worried. Of, I just give up. I, I, I want to say I don't know where it's going, but hey, okay.
3: like I said, the seat I've got now in this uh, in this jeep, um, it, I feel like a proctologist if you catch my drift. Uh, thank you very much, because uh, th- thank you very much, Tony tomorrow or maybe Thursday we'll hook up with uh, Andy Parker meteorological uh, meteorological superstar and uh, get his latest uh, look at whether we're gonna get a lot of snow on Saturday or whether we're not basically there are so many variables. That we just don't know right now. So instead of setting off false alarm bells, we're going to wait until we get the data. And then he'll give us an accurate forecast uh, a little bit later on. If not tomorrow, certainly on Thursday, uh, we'll spend a few minutes with Andy Parker. Let's go back to the calls on WBEN. Apparently, this is a problem in Canada, too. We're trying to figure out why people are driving like utter uh, idiots. I mean, complete idiots and uh, why people aren't working, the labor shortage. Uh, Tom in Canada, you're on WBEN, hello. Um, the labor shortage
7: is because baby boomers retired. Um, Statistics Canada released it as the you know cohort between 18 and 64, quote, working age. In Canada, more people are working in that age group than before COVID. The problem is it's the smallest cohort since, I don't know, the 80s. And if if you think, you know, if you say 1950 to 1964 was the baby boom, people born in 58, halfway through it are, ret- are turning 65 this year, Tom. Correct. So, we, re- you know, I'm 67, I'm working, but, you know, not enough other people are. And by the way, the driving in Canada is just as bad. In Ontario. On the QEW, people going by uh, way over the speed limit, changing lanes. They're like five feet off your bumper as they go from the right lane to the left and back. Just as bad.
3: Sir, I have you ever driven uh, in the United States on what we call oh, yeah. in Buffalo the Kensington Expressway, the 33?
7: Yes, I have. Not... Very much,
3: but I have been on it. sir. I'm going to su- uh, I'm going to suggest something to you, which which might shock you. I know how you guys feel about the QEW. I know how you feel about driving in the uh, uh, GTA uh, during drive time, sir. If you yep. drive uh, drive time. On the 33, or maybe between lulls of drive time on the 33, you are going to see exemplars of driving that make the QEW seem like a trotting horse on a country path.
7: Is this including that stretch through uh, Delaware Park? (laughs) No,
3: that is the 198, otherwise known as the Skijakwita, where they've reduced the speed limit to uh, basically a slow crawl.
7: Right, okay, I got my roads mixed up, but okay. I, the 33 is
3: the one that looks like it was carved through a canyon, which it was, it was dynamited through.
7: Okay, I've been on both. I Next time I come over to uh, do something between now and New Year's, I'll take a look. (laughs) I
3: I wouldn't recommend it because I'm telling you, like when you're leaving downtown Buffalo, you can be in the right lane, middle lane, and you can be doing 50, maybe 53 miles an hour, whatever you happen to be doing. I guarantee at some point in that drive between leaving downtown Buffalo and the 90, you're going to have a number of vehicles going by you that are going to look like the Starship Enterprise at warp speed, okay? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and I'm, it's not even hyperbole. Uh, Tom, thank oh. thank thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> thank the call. You, Tom. All right, Fine. so you know we we would have to look up the statistics, and this look, this he he brings up a very interesting concern, and that is this that people in the Western countries are not having babies like they used to, and. Uh, Japan, for example, which obviously is an eastern country, but the birth rate in Japan is so low that there are really concerns over the continued survival and success of the Japanese population. There are a lot of places where babies just aren't being born. Think about your life when you were growing up. Um, When I was growing up, it was nothing for a family to have four people. We had a family across the street had more than 12 kids. I forget exactly how many. Uh, now, one child, two, chi- uh, two children, and that's about it. And it comes down to, in a lot of cases, expenses and, uh, frankly, energy. Having, having children is something for the young because <laughs> babies and infants and toddlers take a lot of energy,
2: as you well know.